0: Thank you, Lord, for this glorious day where we can celebrate the Lord's table. Remember what you have done for us. We glorify you this morning in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. I'm going to bring, as far as I can tell right now, a two-part message. And the title of this message is, No More. Look at your neighbor and say, No More. more. In John chapter 3 and verse 16... It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So we know then that the greatest expression of love is giving. Our Heavenly Father is a giver. Amen? Verse 17, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Notice that with me. Not to condemn the world. Verse 18, he that believeth on him is not condemned. Say it with me, not condemned. condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So if there is condemnation in our lives, this is a measure, if you will, of an area that we're not believing God in. You see, it takes faith to know that you're not condemned. And believe that, and say that, and act like you're not condemned. To act guilt-free, and to act shame-free. Now in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, what will happen? Shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth, with your inner man you believe... Unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto what? Unto salvation. Now notice with me in verse 11. I want you to read that with me. Ready, read. For the scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him shall not, not be ashamed. Okay? So if a person then is ashamed, there's some degree of not believing on him. I dropped by to tell you this morning that guilt and shame is contrary to God's will for your life. Now let's look at Romans the 8th chapter. And notice with me in verse 1. Romans 8 verse 1. Says this. There is therefore now. What? No No No. condemnation. Say with me. No more condemnation there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are what are you in Christ he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit you have become a new creation in Christ Jesus and because of that there is therefore now not when we get to heaven right now No guilt, no shame, no condemnation for those who walk not after what? The flesh, but after the spirit. So as you walk in the light of love, as you walk in the light of this blood covenant is you walk in the light that you have in Christ Jesus, even though you may sin, if you confess your sin, He cleanses you from all unrighteousness, and there is therefore now no condemnation. Amen? Amen? That's good news. Now, the Greek there for the word no means not even one, none. So how much condemnation are we supposed to have? That's right. Not Not any. Now, many people live with condemnation in their lives. There are not many people who live with zero condemnation. Now, the word condemnation means to a judge against. It means to judge guilty. It means to have a guilty conscience. So then... If a person has a guilty conscience, they have condemnation. I ask you again, how much condemnation are we supposed to have? Yeah. Not even one. Not even none. No condemnation. Say no more. no more. No more condemnation for me? No more condemnation. Point to your neighbor and say, no more condemnation for you. No more condemnation. Now lift your hands up and say, no more. No more. Condemnation, condemnation for us because we, we are in Christ and Christ is in us, is in us. Thank you, Lord. Amen faith is rising right now when you know that you will go boldly before the throne of grace without a sense of guilt or inferiority or shame you'll go right into the throne room of grace just like you belong because you belong to him he belongs to you and he is your father Amen so now a huge key then in getting free and staying free from condemnation is faith in the blood of the Lamb. Amen. The blood of bulls and the blood of goats could only cover their sin in the Old Covenant. The blood of goats and the blood of bulls could never take away a guilty conscience. It could not cleanse the conscience. It needed to be done Every year, now look at Hebrews chapter ten, verses two through four. It says, "For then they would have not ceased to be offered because the truth the worshipers once purged, should have what, no more conscious of sins, for in those sacrifices, there is what remembrance. a remembrance. Do you know the devil is a historian? He centers in on the sins of our past. But now in those sacrifices back then, there's a remembrance again made of sins every year. You know, I can remember going into the confessional when I was a little boy. There was sure enough a remembrance. And sometimes the confessional shook. And it wasn't the glory. It was a mad Irish priest. Anyway. But in those sacrifices, there's a remembrance again made of sins every year. Verse 4, for it is not possible. In other words, it's impossible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. So when remembrance then is made of sin, a person cannot live free from guilt, cannot live free from shame. But oh, thank God in the new covenant. There is no longer remembrance of sin. I'm going to say it again. In the new covenant, in the blood covenant, there is no longer a remembrance of sin. Why, Pastor? Because he said in Hebrews 10:17, And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Everyone say, No more. No more condemnation? Because he remembers my sins, no more. Woo, I'm getting happy up in here. So no more, no more, no more guilt. No more bondage. No more insecurities. No more knees knocking in the presence of God. No more drawing back in fear. But now drawing boldly. Hallelujah. Because we're clear. Amen. On the inside. Amen. So... The only solution for a guilty conscience is the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus. Now in verse 17 again, we're going to look at verse 17, 18, and uh, 19 here. It says, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Glory to God. Verse 18. Now where remission of, uh, uh, of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Does there need to be any more offering for sin? Everyone say, no more. more. Why is that? Because he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for you and for me. Amen. Love it, don't you? No more offering for sin. Now, what does that mean? That means that we don't mope around, we don't drag around thinking we have to do some sort of penance. Amen. Acting like there's something we could do to fix it. The blood alone is more than enough. Penance is not in the Bible. Verse 19. I just thought I'd add that. Verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Oh, when you know sin is gone, you can be confident, you can be bold, fully assured, no guilt, no condemnation. I'll read verse 22 with me. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Hallelujah. Cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. Cleansed by the word of the Lord. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you, Jesus said. And as we talk about, as we rejoice about, as we just get happy about the blood of Jesus, you are no longer, you are no longer uh, guilty. You are clean by the blood of the Lamb. Amen? Amen? Somebody said, well, now wait a minute, Pastor, you don't know where I've been, you don't know where I've done, but you don't know the power of the blood. Stop thinking about what you did. Amen. Stop thinking about who you were in the past. Today's a new day. Today's a new season. You are the redeemed of the Lord. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are more than a conqueror through Him that loves you. Smith Wigglesworth said it this way, there is not one thing in me that the blood of Jesus does not cleanse. Amen. So good. Amen. And so the Holy Spirit never brings condemnation. He always reveals the blood of Christ. Smith said this, He is the lifting power of the church. He's the glory and the lifter up of our heads. Amen. Amen. Now go to Romans chapter 8. You guys listen so good. You are in the speed class. Romans the 8th chapter. We want to receive a word, but we also want to receive communion. And we want to do some rejoicing today. In Romans chapter eight in verse twenty nine. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be to conform to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Do you know that Jesus is your elder brother? Yeah. He's the firstborn. Yeah among many brethren. He's not ashamed to call you his brother. Hallelujah. Verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Remember, we did a series on the callings of God, our calling. Yes. So we're called. And whom he called, he also justified. Along with the call of God, out of darkness into his marvelous light, he justified you. Meaning he declared you Righteous and whom he justified, them he also did what? Glorified. He also glorified. I'm telling you, folks, you are a living, moving, walking, talking temple of the Holy Ghost. Christ is in you. He is the hope of glory. Amen. So say with me, I've been justified. I'm called and I've been glorified. It's already done. Hallelujah. That'll put some boldness in you. Amen. Verse 31. <coughs> what shall we then say to these things? Say it with me. If God is for us, who can be against us? Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If He wanted us, if He called us, if He justified us, if He glorified it, us, what difference does it make who's against us? Our Father's the tallest thing, the biggest thing in the universe. He's the biggest thing in the valley. Hallelujah. Even though you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, your Father loves you. He's right there with you to take you to the other side. Amen. Amen. Verse 32. He that spared not His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him also freely give us, what? All things. things. Certainly He'll give you a house. Certainly He'll give you a car. Certainly He'll give us a nice sign. (laughs) Amen. Certainly He'll enable us to to, to have even greater excellence than we already have. Verse 33. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? You are God's elect. It is God that justifies. He's the justifier. In the great exchange it says, For He, God, made Him, Jesus, to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Mark Hankins says it like this, that Jesus took our sinful condition so we could receive his righteous condition. Good news, right? So righteousness is not something that you have to grow into. Righteousness is a free gift from the giver of all good gifts from above. Amen? And so all you have to do is receive the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace, and then it positions you to reign in life. One of the things that we reign in life over as King's kids is we reign in life, we walk on top of guilt, and we walk on top of shame. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. So we're instructed then to have our hearts established in this righteousness. Reading from the Holman, and you just listen to this, it says, and you will be established on a foundation of righteousness. Say it with me, I am. I am. Right now. The righteousness righteousness of God in Christ. Christ. And you will be established on a foundation of righteousness, and you will be far from oppression, for you will certainly not be afraid, and you will be far from terror. It will certainly not come near you. Do you receive that? We're far from terrorist attacks. We're far from oppression. Jesus went about doing good. And healing all that were what? Oppressed Oppressed of the devil. Incidentally, part of our vision here is healing the hurting. And that's why we're doing this grief share on Wednesday night. That's why we do the healing clinic every Thursday at noon. You'll have the blessing, the privilege of hearing Brother George preach on Wednesday night. Going to be awesome. But I want you to know this. You don't have to put up with terrorists. You don't have to put up with oppression. Jesus annihilated oppression. He was our example in that he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Amen. For God was with him. So what will keep us out of the oppression zone is staying in the righteousness zone. What will keep us out of the sin consciousness zone is by staying in the zone of awakening to righteousness. Hallelujah. Put your hand over your heart and say, Spirit man, wake up up to to your right standing with God. Now back to Romans 8, 34. Who is he that condemneth? It's Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God. Not only did he make you the righteousness of God in Christ, but he's at the right hand of God praying for you right now. He's making intercession for us. So what he's doing here. In Romans, he's elaborating on God being for us in that he took our place. You and I don't have to live a single day in shame. Have you experienced the accusations of the enemy? You know, if you listen to him, you'll start thinking wrong. You'll start believing wrong. And you will start speaking wrong. When the accusations of the enemy come... The enemy is right there and so, say, hey, let's let's play that again. That, hey, wait a minute, that, that hammer you got there is too small. He wants to hammer you with guilt and condemnation. It is the worst enemy to our faith. He wants us to feel guilty. Why is that? Because faith in God moves mountains. Yeah. I said, faith in God moves mountains. Faith in God moves cancers. Faith in God moves debt. Faith in God is the victory that overcometh the world. Hallelujah. Amen. When I came to you, I didn't come with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in, uh, but, but in demonstration of the Spirit and the power of God, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but your faith should be in the power of God. Faith. Releases the anointing. The anointing is in you, but the anointing is all among us. Enemy does not want us operating in that kind of faith. He didn't want Jesus to stand up in the synagogue and declare the spirit of the Lord is upon me. So he tried to hammer him for 40 days and 40 nights. Why? Because of the anointing. The devil is afraid of the anointing. Amen. Why? Because he's had his head busted so many times. Because it is burden removing, right. yoke destroying power. Amen? Amen? So the bottom line is this, folks we're either clean or not. Amen. The blood doesn't cover, the blood cleanses, the blood removes. Remo- it purges us. Purge. Say it he me, He gave me His, his righteousness. righteousness. So then when we come to the throne, washed in the blood of Jesus, when we come in His righteousness, we're coming to the throne as clean as Jesus. Got quiet there. (laughs) Hallelujah. But it's true. It's biblically true. Hallelujah. When we truly believe this, there will be no more shame. Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? Nah. Distress? No. Persecution? No. Famine? Uh uh. Nakedness? No way. Peril or sort? I don't think so. Verse 36. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37. Let's read it together and rejoice. But nay, in all these things we are more. Amen. Glory to God. That's right. More than a conqueror. Glory to God. That's right. And then verse 38. Everyone say no more. No more. Verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present... Nor things to come, nor height or depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Woo, hallelujah now, now keep that keep that verse up there. We were uh, having lunch with the cooks when they got in on Tuesday, and uh, someone broke into their car and while we were having lunch and you know the devil is just an idiot right so uh at any rate you know they were going through that process but i admire how they handled the pressure you can tell a lot about a person and and where they're at with the lord when the pressure's on and and they just handled it so beautifully so wonderfully and uh, the back window was out, and it was quite a hassle. And I think it was the next day, um, there was the return of the car rental and different things. So we were outside of, the, outside of the hotel. I said, you know, Tony, I have this word in my spirit for Sunday morning called no more. No more condemnation. He said, let me add a thought to that. He said this, because there is no more condemnation, there is also no more separation. Amen. You like that? No more separation. What do you mean? No more separation between you and God. The wall has been broken. The love of God prevails over every situation. So say it with me, no more. No more condemnation. No more offering for sin. And no more separation from Him. Hallelujah. You got time just for one other thing here. Look at Isaiah chapter 40 in verse 1 and 2. I saw this last week and I, I ran it by Tony to make sure that, uh, you know, it was accurate and it was good. And he texted me back yesterday and said, yeah, it's good. So I want to share it with you. Comfort my people, Isaiah 40 verse 1 and 2. Speak comfortably uh, to Jerusalem. Amen. And cry to hear that her warfare is accomplished and that her sin or iniquity is pardoned. Now notice the rest of the verse. For she has received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Everyone say double Double. for for all her sins. Now I'm reading this. Listen very carefully. This scripture is based on the custom of posting debts written on parchment on the doorpost of a home in hopes that a rich man would pay them all and fold the paper over double. Would fold the paper over double. That would indicate that the debts were paid. Folding over the paper meant the shame and humiliation of having debts was no longer visible anymore. This indicated that the poor man no longer owned anything. Woo hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now go to Colossians two fourteen. This is good material here. And in Colossians two fourteen, it says that Jesus blotted out the handwriting of the ordinance that was against us, which was contrary to us. And what did he do? He took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Now listen to what this writer says. Compared to the wealthy man who hid the debts of the poor man by folding over the paper, Jesus actually erased our debts completely. Amen. Amen. That's good. And then look at Isaiah 61, verse uh, verse 7. Everyone shout, double. double. Amen. Isaiah 61, verse 7. It says, for your shame, you will have double. And for confusion, they will rejoice in their portion. They will have double in their land. They will have everlasting joy. Now, what in the world does that mean? What this means is this. We are no longer in debt from sin. Jesus has given us a double portion of forgiveness and of the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. You shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them hallelujah let's give god praise today for the word that we have heard hallelujah glory to god glory to god for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life god did not send his son into the world to condemn us but that the world through him might be saved He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. So there's one thing that can keep us out of this, and that's unbelief. But if you'll open up your heart, He will accept you, He will wash you, and He will make you clean. Wigglesworth said this, The blood can reach into the secret recesses of your motives and purposes and cleanse you from all unrighteousness, all iniquity, all sin, all shame, and all guilt. Amen. If you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, put your hand over your heart, everybody. Let's reaffirm our faith in Christ and declare, I have faith in the blood of the Lamb. I believe in my heart that Christ died for my sins. And rose from the dead on my behalf. And so I open up my heart right now. And I declare that Jesus Christ is my Lord and is my Savior. To God be the glory. Amen and amen.